The holidays are just around the corner. Anyone who has ever attempted to improve their lifestyle habits has experienced certain friends and family pushing unwanted food onto their plate. In this episode, we're going to arm you with the strategies to avoid feeling pressured into consuming food that you don't want. We will leverage human psychology to give you five scripts that you can steal word for word to steer food pushers away without causing a scene or being rude. If you're worried about falling out of good habits this holiday season, then this is a must-listen episode. Coach Alex here from A-Team Fitness. Thanks for listening as I share incredible transformation stories directly from the source themselves, the individuals doing the work and seeing the results. We'll take a behind-the-curtain peek at the mental and physical changes that make for amazing transformations. I'm glad you're here. And after the episode, I hope you feel empowered to begin making some transformative changes of your own. Let's dive in. So I'm going to have everyone imagine a scenario or maybe a past experience where you were at an event with someone or a group of people and they were pushing food on you. How would you feel when they start giving you a hard time? Right? It's only tonight. You can skip one day. Oh, you're so regimented. You're too strict. Let loose a little bit. Have fun with us. Don't be boring. Right? All the things that we hear when people are pushing food. What is the actual problem that's happening? We're at a social event. We're with friends and family. We're trying to stick to a healthier diet. So we're changing the way we eat and the way we order things compared to what we would normally do. And now they're giving us a hard time. What is the problem here? A lot of us instinctively might put that the problem is the people pushing food on us, right? They're clearly the problem. Or some of us might put discipline as a problem being able to stay strong despite these people pushing food on us. Maybe discipline's our problem. I happen to think that the specific problem for food pushers is actually a very deep psychological one. And it's kind of twofold. The easiest way to conceptualize this is that they're worried that they're going to have a less fun time if you're not also engaging in the unhealthy behaviors. So the problem is not that they care that you're eating healthy, or that you're not ordering junk food, it's that they don't want to. They're they don't want to be the only one doing it, or they're worried that you not doing it is going to ruin their fun. The most common way you see this is with alcohol. If everyone's anyone's been in that experience, you're at a social event, you don't really feel like drinking. Everyone else is having a good time. If you tell anyone you don't want to drink, they will not leave you alone because they're worried you're going to ruin the fun for everyone is ultimately that you're going to ruin their fun. Okay. As a sidebar, that's a fantastic way to get free drinks with your friends. If you ever don't want to pay for drinks, just tell them you don't want to drink and they will buy you drinks all night. It works every time, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so the, in this case, so the food pusher, the problem that we're going to go with is that they're worried they won't have fun or well, they're worried that you won't have fun. And by proxy, they won't have fun. That's the problem that we need to solve. Let's brainstorm some solutions. I happen to have five really good solutions for this that I'm going to share with you. I'm also going to upload a separate document for you because I know we're all going to deal with food pushers at some point that actually is going to give you five scripts that you can choose from in this situation that you can use verbatim if you want to get people to leave you alone without, without annoying anybody. The first potential solution that we use for food pushers is called decline and deflect. 
the name of this strategy. What this looks like, say I'm at a party, someone offers me a cocktail. We'll use alcohol as the example here. Someone offers me a drink. I don't feel like drinking tonight. So if I'm going to implore the decline and deflect method, what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, hey, so-and-so, I'm actually, I don't really feel like drinking right now. Uh, you know, I had a, a long day and I have an early morning. I want to make sure I get a good night's sleep, but I'm curious to hear about that new bar you just tried. Or thanks so much for offering. I'm actually just going to stick with water for now, but how'd that, how'd that work project come along? So what you're doing with decline and deflect is you're saying no to whatever they're offering you, alcohol, food, dessert, whatever. But then you're deflecting by asking them a question about something going on in their life, vacations, work events, family events, social things, TV show that you guys are watching together, whatever the case is, you're deflecting to a different topic to get them talking about something else, right? So you're saying no, but then instead of just saying no, which gives them the opportunity to rebuttal and to try to change your mind, you're changing the topic altogether. Okay, so that's one potential solution, decline and deflect. Our second potential solution is to defer for later. Okay, defer for later. So say you're at a holiday party. We're getting to that season. You're at a Halloween party. Someone made this really indulgent dessert, some sort of chocolatey Halloween-themed cake, we'll say, and they're super proud of it. And you don't really like, you're happy for it, but you don't really feel like eating any of it. Maybe it doesn't look that good. Maybe you just aren't a cake person. Maybe the flavors are not your thing. Whatever the case is, you're just like, mm, I've had their baking before. It's not that good. I don't really feel like having a piece, right? They come over. Oh my gosh, Alex, you have to try this cake I made. It's so good. Let me grab you a slice, right? If you just say no, they're gonna be like, no, come on, you have to try this. Just try a piece. Just, just try a piece. Trust me. I spent all day making it. Please try a piece. The defer for later is simply to say something along the lines of, oh, I tell you what, it looks really great. I saw it on my way in. I tell you what, I'm not hungry right now, but I'll make sure to grab a piece before I leave. Right? So you're not saying outright no. You're just saying you'll grab some later at an ambiguous future date. Because remember, the problem we're trying to solve, this is how this one works, defer for later. The reason this works is because if they're worried that you're not having a good time because of your dietary choices, and by proxy, they won't have a good time. In order to resolve the fear that they won't have a good time, you just have to reassure them that you're having a good time, despite not eating the food that they're having. So when you defer for later, when you say no, but I'll make sure to grab some later, what you're telling them is, I'm having a good time because I'm going to eat a piece before I leave. So you don't have to worry about whether or not I'm going to try it. And then they'll be able to relax and stop bothering you because you said you'll have some later, right? You've, you've kind of fulfilled the need in them to feel like you're having a good time, right? So that's our second potential solution is deferring for later. Our third is something called incognito mode, incognito mode, right? Incognito mode. Here's what this means. You're at a party. You don't really feel like drinking, okay? It's a big, a lot of alcohol. There's punch, again, Halloween party. There's alcoholic beverages, there's beers, there's seltzers, whatever. Incognito mode is keeping a glass of water in your hand at all times. Having something in your hand, a plate of food, a glass of water, a bottle of water, something, maybe it's just a fizzy water, like a, like a Diet Coke or a non-alcoholic seltzer flavored water thing. 
Because and in these types of situations, again, they're worried about you not having a good time and by proxy, they not having a good time. If someone's at a party where there's drinking, as an example, and they see you with empty hands, what's going to happen? They're going to offer you a drink and they're going to keep offering you a drink as long as your hands stay empty. So as long as you keep something in your hands, chances are good that people will not bother you. If you keep a small plate of like fruit or little nibbles or little snacks that maybe you're already planning to eat anyways, but you keep it in your hands, people from across the, or amongst the party will see that you are engaging in the activity of eating, drinking, whatever, regardless of what it is, and they'll be more likely to leave you alone. Okay, so incognito mode is keep something in your hands. So when people see you, something that can be consumed, beverage, food, whatever. So when they see you, they see that you're participating and they leave you alone. Okay, empty hands is the problem with that. So we have incognito mode. The fourth potential solution is something called having a heart to heart. So this is just being very forthcoming and transparent with our goals. Okay, heart to heart might look like something. Say we're at the Halloween party, person made a homemade cake. They really want you to try it. We're back to that situation, right? The cake we don't want. Instead of deferring for later and saying, you know, it looks great. I'll make sure to grab a piece when I leave. You might go along the lines of, hey, so-and-so, I really appreciate that you made this cake. It looks phenomenal. But right now, I'm really trying to get my health in order. My blood work is I'm trying to improve. I'm trying to feel better. I'm trying to have more energy. I'm trying to lose a little bit of weight. And it's going to be really important for me to reach these goals because they mean a lot to me. And I know I'm going to need the support from people in my life like you to help me stay on track. Can I count on your support to help me reach these goals and improve my eating? Now, this one's admittedly tough because it does require a little bit of vulnerability. So it has to be someone we feel comfortable enough sharing our goals with. And we talked a little bit about that when it comes to the type of help that we need in week one. But by having that heart to heart, essentially what you're saying is, listen, it's important for me that I stick to these goals and I need your help. Will you help me? And then it makes it that much more difficult for them to continue to push the food on you because they will either feel bad or they'll show themselves as a terrible person. But that's neither here nor there. Nevertheless, it'll be harder for them to do that after you've shared that information. So that's the fourth potential solution. The fifth potential solution is to reframe the responsibility. Reframing the responsibility for the decision to eat or not eat the junk food. Here's what I mean. Most people, when they offer you junk food or they're trying to get you to change your menu order at a restaurant to something a little more indulgent or they're trying to get you to eat dessert, what they're going to say is, hey, it's just one time. You can do it just this one time. Come on, have fun with us tonight. You can worry about your diet tomorrow or one night's not going to kill you. It's okay. And what they're doing is when you just outright say no, that means that the decision to change your mind still rests on your shoulders. And so when they consistently badger you, it's because they know that you could change your mind. And so if they consistently try to, to persuade you, they might get you to change your mind and eat the thing, right? Which social pressures are very tough to overcome. Reframing responsibility is taking the decision power away from you and putting it into someone else who's not there. The most common form of this is using me, your fitness coach. So here's an example. You're at a party. They offer you the cake. You're trying to say no, right? If you just outright say no, they go back, come on, I made this. I spent all day making this cake. Please do it. Instead of that, reframe responsibility. You could say something like, 
I would love to. Honestly, it looks so good. And I know you spent all day making it and it probably tastes delicious. But right now my fitness coach just challenged me not to eat any sweets this week. And I really want to succeed at this goal because I know my workouts are going to get really tough if, if, if I eat that sweet. Okay. And I don't want that. And so what it does is it's telling your friend, if I had the power to say, yes, I would, but I don't have the power right now because I'm trying to overcome this challenge or I'm trying to abide by these rules that were set with somebody else. So now you'll find that they will badger you less because it feels pointless because you no longer have the power to change your mind. It rests with somebody else. Okay. So those are our five potential brainstorm solutions for this food pusher situations. The first one, decline and deflect. The second one is deferring it to later. So you can kind of sneak out without ever doing it. The third is incognito mode, keeping something in your hand so people leave you alone. The fourth is having a heart to heart with the food pusher, letting them know how important your goals are and that you need their support. And the fifth is to reframe responsibility, to give the control of the decision to somebody else. Could be a fitness coach, could be a friend, a family member, somebody not present so that no one can change their mind. Of those, again, this is just five of many, but these are really good solutions. Pick one as your solution for your food pusher context. Thanks for tuning in. If you feel inspired by this story, please share it with a friend. If you'd like to book a free discovery call to talk with an A-Team coach, head to the episode description or visit us at ateamfit.com. That's A-T-E-A-M-F-I-T.com. We'll see you again soon.